Yep. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Make sure you share this show. It's an important show. I got a crazy town coming up that you're absolutely going to love. Well, maybe not. I think you're going to love it. Uh, We're going to talk about the debates. My crazy town vice presidential debate edition is coming up. We're not on 6B yet, kid. I think you're going to like it. No, I think we're there. Just refresh. You're on. So you got to like, share the show, like the show, heart the show right away. Because crazy town, we need everybody to see this crazy town. (laughs) As many people as possible. Because this is going to remind you how ready Kamala Harris is to be the president of the United States. It's going to remind (laughs) you how clear she can be in answering questions that she was asked. Like, have you spoke to Joe Biden about his succession plan because he's an old fart and he could die? Things like that, that she was directly asked about. Um, and you'll see how clear her answers are. As a matter of fact, let's not even wait, G. Hey, whoa, 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 let's wow. let the audience build All up right. a little. And we're not on 6B yet, kid. Well, no, we definitely are. So We're on, Paul. Yeah, we're on. We are. Uh, we're right, climbing. Good. My phone's yeah, still 42. Way to go, yeah. Paul. I, I, maybe I shadow banned myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Share the show, like the show. Vice presidential. All right, so we're going to wait a little bit now. Paul's. Oh, no, Paul, let's let the audience uh, build a little. Paul's got my mojo screwed up now because he, he wants to wait right. for the audience. We'll play it He's twice. I'm the sorry, show. No, it's fine. No, we'll just wait for it. So, Paul Nolan, I'll turn the show over to you. How, no. <laughs> I like that. Let's <laughs> what's, see. What's coming up in the news? What's coming up in the news is DARPA wants to implant you with chips. Okay. Um, okay. Alex Jones was right about everything. The frogs are turning gay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Somebody thinks 13 people charged in a plot to kidnap uh, (laughs) your favorite governor, Eva Perone. Yeah. Yeah, it's very funny, actually. Why? Because the media is spinning it now that that it's a a Trump militia doing it. And it's it's not that at all. Okay. So that's bothering me a little bit, so right. I'm trying to keep a good mood about it. Rick, have Trump- you seen this? Um, Rick Delgado, have you seen the story that Paul just talked about? I have seen it. I have uh, tweeted about it. He My was in spidey the group. senses were tingling. What does that mean? Um, you know, all of a sudden, what is it? The second sentence out of her mouth, it's Trump's fault? Come on. I think we've seen this story before. We, The videos of this guy, one of the guys... Um, are out there. You can find them. And uh, he's, he's an Antifa guy. He, he's an a- anarchist. You can tell. Okay. Uh, oh. Rick Emirati's coming up with sports. What's going on in sports, Rick? Big D, week five kicks off tonight, Thursday night football. And I have some more information on the ratings of the leagues. And also Conor McGregor has announced he's coming out of retirement and getting back into the UFC. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. 100, 100 million will do that. So. Yes, sir. All right, well, a uh, f- couple things. Number one, I like the videos that the president is doing all of a sudden. Um, I don't know if you recognize me, but I'm. this is your favorite TV host. Uh, I like these videos that he's doing. He did that one yesterday. He did a couple today. In today's was, he said, let me speak to my favorite people in the world, this, the senior citizens, and they're shooting them outside at the White House. It's produced well, and I like the messaging of them. And the president, obviously here, trying to go against the media, which is just always looking to hammer him. Obviously, he's got no place. He's got very few places, and they're getting smaller and smaller by the day that he can go to get his message out. And I <laughs> noticed that he's going to be using the very powerful medium of talk radio in the next couple of days. He's going to go on Good Rush to tomorrow yep. at noon to do a virtual, basically, um, radio-style uh, rally. I don't know how long he's going to be on Rush. I don't think all three hours, but he's going to be on for a while. 
Uh, I think he's going on Sean tonight. He's going on Rush tomorrow at noon. And he's going on with the great one, Mark Levin, at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. And he'll probably, between those three, get to 100 million people. Because Rush has probably got – the radio guys all have got 15, 20 million people listening to him. So, I mean, this is – that's good. I, I like the videos, and I like that he's doing that because it's getting down to crunch time. Yeah. And um, and he was, spend... on, he was on with Maria Bartiromo this morning as well. Did you catch that? I did not, but she's spectacular. She's great. The pit bull. And uh, so we're going to spend some time tonight on – the crackpot that is the Speaker of the House. That's exactly what she is. She is mentally disturbed. And that is not an exaggeration. We're going to spend some time on her, on her bill. If you're somebody, I'm telling you right now, if you're somebody that's struggling with your business or struggling to survive and hear the president, whatever's happened up to now, she's looking for a bailout for all these blue states for all of the spending they've done. And the president's trying to get help to, to the American people, and she's standing in the way. And she's playing games with, while she's got her $50,000 refrigerators filled with ice cream. She's playing games with you. And this bill, we're going to go to the New York Post. Um, Nancy Pelosi's COVID relief bill is mainly just a left-wing wish list. We'll spend some time on that. I'll spend some time on the new fake shiny object which is the 25th Amendment, which is so uh, repulsive and idiotic for someone who I don't even think could read the Constitution, Nancy Pelosi anymore, never mind understand it. The idea that this could possibly go anywhere is uh, remarkably stupid because it cannot. But it doesn't matter. It's, it's news. She's creating new cycle, new cycle for MSNBC, for CNN to run with for the next 72 hours. That's what she's doing tomorrow. So we'll spend some time on that. And I've got some other stuff. And we'll obviously go back and look at the debates. So, but, so speaking of the debates, the vice president was spectacular last night. Very presidential. Yeah. Uh, very presidential. And, yep. by, and to, to that point, he proved, by the way, that he could very easily be the president. No without, question and, without, about it. 100%. And nobody would blink an eye. Except, of course, the left. But no one would blink an eye. Well, then they'd automatically start having to call him a racist. And he was fantastic. And, and by the way, he didn't need to do anything to be fantastic, by the way. Yeah, she shot herself in the foot every chance she could. Well, that plus the fact that all she had to do was make the case. Make the case for what they've done, what he stands for, what the administration stands for. And that's what he did. To, and, and that's what the debates are supposed to be, even though I still think the whole thing's idiotic with this, you get two minutes, you get two minutes, and then it's like, well, I need to respond. Okay, I'll give you nine seconds. Well, what, what? <laughs> I loved when she said, I got 15 seconds. 15 seconds? You can't even pick your nose in 15 seconds. I mean, come on. You got to give people a chance to talk. And there were some things in there that, you know, let, let's face it, even though he – and. Pence was brilliant with this because she'd be like, Mr. Vice President, and he would just keep talking in his in his tone. He didn't raise his voice, but he pushed it. It's almost like his voice pushed hers aside so he can make sure that what he needed to say got heard. And it didn't sound like he was being he he didn't sound like, you know, being uh, Trump. He sounded like he was he was just very matter of fact, 
This is what you need to know. You need to hear this. Yeah. All right, G. So let's um let's um <laughs> let's run here since you're using it out of context. My uh, crazy town <laughs> vice presidential crazy town edition. Roll it. I'm excited. That it is airborne. Mm-hmm. That it will affect young people. Okay. And that it would be contracted because it is airborne. Did you just say that? It's <laughs> off to a great start. If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If Donald Trump tells us I take, that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Oh, that is whack. Have you had a conversation or reached an agreement with Vice President Biden about safeguards or procedures okay. when it comes to the issue of presidential disability? Okay, so let ahead. me tell you, first of all, um, the day I got the call from, from Joe Biden, it was actually a Zoom call. I, you know, I thought about my mother. From transnational criminal organizations. The Senate is only the second black woman ever elected. I've traveled the world. Woman of color and what? black woman to the second largest Department of Justice to the big banks that were taking advantage of regular receipt of classified information. Don't change the subject! <laughs> Quite frankly, when I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, um, it looks a little bit like plagiarism. Which is something Joe Biden knows a little bit about. On the other hand, you have Donald Trump. He passed a tax bill. On day one, Joe Biden will repeal that tax bill. He'll get rid of it. But America, you just heard Senator Harris tell you, on day one, Joe Biden's going to raise your taxes. That ain't cool. If you have a pre-existing condition, they're coming for you. Thank they're you, Senator Harris. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. The, the president's trade war with China. You lost that trade war. You lost it. <laughs> lost the trade war with China. Joe Biden never fought it. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Harris, you're entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts, Trump. <laughs> you speak about the Supreme Court, though. I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. Are you and Joe Biden going to pack the court? court? Yeah, let's talk about packing the court then. Let's talk about the Please. fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. Okay. In 1864, Ugh. Abraham Lincoln, and it was 27 days, and a seat became open, and he was in charge. Not only the American people are voting. Just answer the question. I just want the record to reflect she never answered the question. Straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court. So. I, I trust our justice system. And it really is remarkable that as a former prosecutor, you would assume that an impaneled grand jury looking at all the evidence got it wrong. But uh, you're entitled to your opinion, Senator. Okay. This presumption that you hear consistently that America is systemically racist is, is a great insult to the men and women who serve in law enforcement. I will not sit here and be lectured by the vice president. Thank you, Senator. I would like to go through. These are points that you made earlier. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have to I'm speaking. Yes. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Well, <laughs> I'm speaking. It'd be important if you said the truth. <laughs> if you don't mind letting me finish, we can Please. then have a conversation, okay? Please. Okay. 
she's talking to like this is very important Susan yes and it's important. we need to give we need to give vice president I, I just like he interrupted me and I'd like to just finish please <laughs> Oh my God, her poor husband. <laughs> that guy walks in the door shaking like a leaf every night. Oh God. So she basically proved herself not to be, not only is she not presidential, she's not qualified to be senator, by the way. She's not, she's not, <laughs> she's not qualified to run the PTA. She's not qualified to hold the door <laughs> for senators coming into the building. I mean, she's, I mean, that's as, that's his uncomfortable, smug, <laughs> condescending, and just... Um, Excuse me, uh, Damon, I was talking. I'm talking. Can, I was talking, Damon. Can I finish? Oh, I'll finish now. Well, that's why, that, that's why she polled as well as she did. <laughs> you know? That's know. why she was rejected. When you by, say by polled, the, are you talking the about a Democratic I'm, Party? I mean, e- bouncing... Yeah. Even the crazy lady, Williamson, lasted longer than she did. <laughs> I mean, bouncing around like a ball last night. I mean, just hold no substance all over the place, condescending. And we're supposed to believe that she could be the hold the highest office in the land. What are you kidding me? The whole world. Hi, live from Studio 6B. Social media. Stay with us. Lots to do tonight. seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast. Chicago, real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. 17 past the hour. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Emirati's going to have some sports. We just went through my um, recap of the VP debate last night, and the vice president was spectacular. And Kamala Harris was a disaster. And I don't know what – I mean, even for CNN and MSNBC, the way they spun it, and somehow she did okay. And by, Joe came – waddling over to the camera today saying, oh, she did great last night. Very presidential. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, but I don't know. You know, I, I thought the moderator, I mean, getting from Chris Wallace being an F minus, I thought she was a solid C. There was people who thought she was worse than Wallace. Yeah, I, I don't see how that. that's possible. No. Yeah, I didn't get that one no. at all. Wait a sec. No. People thought she was worse than Wallace? Yeah, because of, I mean, I get, I get the questions. We talked about this. The questions are so geared. It's like all these moderators are just, they, they should be working for the campaign. You know, they are in, in essence. Right. Yeah. And we get that. But I mean, and I get the question, no, no substantive questions, no, no nothing. There's softball. Well, I pointed this out, by the way. You would think that these were softballs that Kamala Harris just should have knocked out of the park. On every level, but the but the vice president, I just thought was fantastic in the way he would take it, reframe it, get to his message, 
And then, I mean, she just had nothing when it came to try to go back and forth other than like the the looks and the faces and the, <laughs> I'm talking, I'm talking in these things. It really did come across like she was talking to an ex-husband or something, you know, about like when time to drop off the kids or something. Yeah, I'm speaking. exactly. <laughs> I'm speaking. Yeah. This uh, is why we're not together. Yeah. Yeah. And they're with the divorce attorneys and they're both with the clients. And, yeah. Oh, that, that's what she came across like. Yeah. You she know certainly what? did not come across presidential, no. Joe. And you know what I, I found interesting? I found a clip. Somebody found it online and posted it this morning. And it, it was um, Pence was saying something about the economy. And the moderator said, you know, that's that's a great way for this next segue. And immediately Kamala Harris jumped in. And yes, that's a great segue to what we're going to talk about. Well, next. She did Almost that. like she knew what was coming. Yeah, uh, she did that in dude. every segment. Good. You know, she did that in every segment. Did you she? know what that was? That was nervousness. That was get me out. Let me get the hell out. Get right. the hell out of here. All right. I only Let's saw. It, I only saw it posted once, so I wasn't sure if that was the only time she did it. I thought it was just a nervousness thing, but it could, I, I, be, it could be she knew though. Look, it's not like we won't put anything past the Democrats and and their uh, partners in media. I sensed that she was Bob just Brazil saying. Did uh, it. Well, yeah, I mean, and she's on Fox, no less. Unbelievable. Who's that? Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil. Yeah. It's just uh, disgusting. Well, I wouldn't pat, put it past him. You're right. But uh, I got the sense more of it was um, since she couldn't turn to him and tell him, please shut up, like she probably wanted to. She was doing the, yes, I think that is a good segue. Maybe we should move on. You know, one of those <laughs> deals. At least that's the way I read it. But I mean, who knows? She was so condescending. So. Arrogant. It's hard to say this because Hillary Clinton is still alive and she was in 2016 race, <laughs> but she's maybe the most unlikable person. Well, I heard the Democrats are gonna, uh, bringing her to Hillary Clinton for likability classes. Well, <laughs> it's worked. It has absolutely worked. So, well, all right, let's. What? No, I was going to say, well, think about it. Think about how bad she did in the primaries, and at least Hillary got past, you know, got got the popular vote. This lady, she couldn't get anything. She couldn't, she couldn't get voted out of her own house. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that, some of the clips uh, from voters in Pennsylvania that were, talk, that were uh, asked about some things today. I've got some graphics, um, some things I found, and most of the, obviously, all the polls that said who won the debate. I mean, Pence just, I mean, come on. Yeah, but didn't you see the poll saying that 58% yeah. of the public said Harris I won? No, I didn't I see it. one of those. Yeah, I saw it on CNN. CNN. I couldn't CNN. believe it. Well, that, I could, I could I believe it. I don't think that counts. Yeah. Well, it it's does. Not CNN. Come but, on. No, but it does because they all They polled the newsroom. Yeah, Fox even. Fox, Fox had Fox. Like 55. If, if people don't think this is just another coup, I mean, it was the Russiagate, this man-made virus. Uh, the corrupt media come on the impeachment i mean it doesn't stop they just hit him with everything Crazy. you've ever seen he's the strongest man in the world <laughs> we get one bad comment on our facebook page and i'm like what should we do to improve i'm not surprised the fox thing either quite honestly of course. the way they're going of course not at all all right let's do some news here with mr nolan what's going on all right uh uh Harris's ratings plummet as people realize they'd have to listen to her voice for the next four years. Joe Biden's running mate appears to be in deep trouble after speaking in tonight's debate, letting everyone hear what her voice actually sounds like. Last night's debate. 
Uh, this is, yeah, this, well, I'm just reading the story. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is the disaster for us at campaign manager Jennifer O'Malley Dillon uh, to anonymous sources. We really didn't think people were going to watch this debate, let alone with the sound on. And that's from the Babylon Bee. Okay. So you're not happy with me, Dee. I could seem awfully cranky. All right, there, this is a real story from the Epic Times. Okay. All right, the FBI broke up a conspiracy to kidnap... Uh, Gretchen Whitma, federal state authority, said the U.S. attorney for the Western District of Michigan, Andrew Burge, told reporters Thursday that six men who were arrested and charged conspired to kidnap the governor from the vacation home in the Western District of Michigan before the November election. The FBI special agent Richard Trask wrote in an affidavit that the agents became aware early this year that the group of people were discussing violently overthrowing certain government and law enforcement components. And um, the men, approximately 13 others, gathered in Dublin, Ohio on June 6th. A confidential human source or a spy for the FBI was present. So the thing about this story and um, that I heard today, which I guess is why the FBI took it so seriously, is that they said at one point that the informant, I guess, who was talking to one of the guys trying to plan it, had said something like that they had, because they the FBI figured... To accomplish what they, I guess, found evidence that they were planning, they were going to need something like 250 people to be able to basically overrun into, I guess, City Hall and be able to do what he thought they needed to do. And I think he said the evidence showed that they had that kind of, um, which is what led them to move so quickly on this. Did you guys hear about that? No. No, I didn't see that either. I just saw the news parroting that it was a Trump, um, a pro-Trump militia group that was well, doing it. Yeah, that's. I think that's basically how they've tried to spin it since this all got, since they all got arrested. Right. From what from what I from what I heard, yeah, it was something where they were looking to overthrow the government and and go into uh, you know the, the capital. Um, but then they decide. I guess they changed their mind. They thought it was going to be too big of a big of an issue, so they scaled it back to try and do a kidnapping. Okay. Um, well, again, this is where the intelligence agencies and law enforcement does their job, and that's why this whole defund everything is just so ridiculous. Because you you got the psychologist is going to. Uh, uh, unveil this plot i mean it's just crazy yeah I miss mean, this 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 whole thing is crazy that this was being planned against her and good for the and thank god the fbi was on top of it and made the arrest but to to, to for the media to take this and spin it that somehow they're going to blame trump for this or his language for it when there's videos of the guy sitting there in front of an anarchist flag talking about how much number one by the way he hates trump but i can't really comment on this just yet because we don't know how much of this is just staged and planned i mean false flags happen all the time i mean what we don't know what this guy's real intention was as rick said he could have just been antifa trying to make trump's people look bad and just help further the narrative give another shiny object to hunt on well, I'm just going by what the FBI has released, yeah, the information we know. Seems, well, it's just, I'm just saying it seems a little early to really completely speculate. That's all I'm saying. Speculate on what? On the intentions and the depth of who was involved in this militia or this anarchist group. All right, live from Studio 6B, we'll do some more news, follow up on that story, other stories. I got some good clips. We'll get to the answer, by the way, of the Supreme Court. I have the answer for you. Coming up. Dude, awesome. Yep. <laughs>
You've seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast. Chicago, real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, 30 minutes past the hour. Glad you're in. Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240. Comcast in Chicago and all the new uh, stations that we're on. Welcome in. Uh, glad you're here. Paul Nolan's going to have more news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amrani's going to have sports. So, um, article in Red State about last night, Kamala Harris told so many lies at the debate, she even lied about Abraham Lincoln. And uh, let me give you a little of this. Senator Kamala Harris got destroyed during her debate with Vice President Mike Pence on Wednesday. Part of the problem with Harris is she's just so damn dishonest. Uh, she says whatever she thinks is helpful for the moment and comes off like a smirking, inauthentic jerk. Uh, it's why she went down early in the primaries, done in by represent, uh, Representative Tulsi Gabbard. And it's funny to hear all of the, um, I have a crazy town today, about the mansplaining comment we're hearing. That's all they could focus on. So what, are they, what did Tulsi do? Because she, she destroyed her. She bitch slapped her. Yeah. yeah, in the primaries. Uh, but she told a boatload of lies last night throughout the debate. First, I already reported she lied her head off, claiming that Joe Biden was clear about not banning fracking, when indeed he's made repeated comments. And somebody, sorry I don't have the name, sent me this video today. Uh, cut 40, G. Let's hear from the vice presidential candidate, uh, from the presidential candidate, former vice president himself. Roll that. No more, no new fracking. We, we are, we are going to get rid of fossil fuels. But like, what about say stopping fracking and stopping? Yeah. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Number one. Three consecutive American presidents have enjoyed stints of explosive economic growth due to a boom in oil and natural gas production. As president, would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth, even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. No more. No new fracking. So there, I mean, again, I, it's like these people forget that we have YouTube and like these things get recorded and they you can go back. They don't care. They don't get held accountable. No. We, what do we see? What are we, we visiting a million people a week with all the platforms? These places are getting a million in a night. They, and it's every channel 24-7 and they're all owned by 90% of the same people. Forget about it. Uh, yeah, second, he, he was very unclear. I still don't know where he stands up. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, she repeated the Charlottesville very fine people lie, which has been debunked at nauseum, both by she and Joe Biden. They both keep saying it. Indeed, it's standard part of Joe Biden's repertoire that he decried to run. It's the reason he says he got in the race is because um, of what Trump said there, which I've played for you last week on the show. How many times he's he has said he, uh, you know, he disavows David Duke, 
white supremacists, neo-Nazis, probably 17, 18 times. Third, she claimed that the president had failed to denounce white supremacy. Again, there we go. Fourth, she said the president had called the virus a hoax. And again, we've played this for you as well. This is another claim that has been debunked again and again, but it's still spread by Biden and the Democrats. Uh, Trump said in February that the Democrats' attack over the administration's response was a hoax. And by the way, the next hoax, so we'll get it out of the way now, is the 25th Amendment. And that's mm-hmm. going to be the next hoax. Um, fifth and sixth lies, she repeated other debunked claims to attack Trump on his relationship with the military. She claimed Trump had referred to military members as losers and suckers. Debunked? Uh, yes, absolutely. Finally, there was the discussion about the Supreme Court. And she went into that whole Abe Lincoln thing. Which, which, by the way, if you look up the history lesson on Abe Lincoln, I did. That's a lie, too. I posted the article on our Twitter this morning from National Review. And from National Review, I'll give you just a paragraph here. Uh, Abe Lincoln sent a nominee the day after the session began. And Salmon Chase was confirmed the same day. And Lincoln wanted to dangle the nomination before Chase and several other potential candidates because he wanted them to campaign for him. Lincoln's priority was winning the election, which was necessary to win the war. And he filled the vacancy at the first possible instant. So her whole, that whole story that she, that he said he had to vote was totally made up. Yeah. Even Abraham Lincoln tweeted, she's lying. Her last lie was claiming that Trump had not nominated any federal judges who were black. Again, trying to um, feed the lie that Trump was racist. But in fact, Trump has appointed eight federal judges who are black. He also appointed many judges who are women and others. So again, uh, she lied so much that, uh, well, Red State was able to get a whole article out of it. So... um, Pennsylvania voters were asked, speaking of the energy and fracking thing, they were asked today about what they thought about the debate. This was on MSNBC Cut 41. G, roll that. One topic of conversation that really struck a chord here in western Pennsylvania is the topic of fracking and the Green New Deal. Just a few miles up the road here, there is a massive shell cracker plant that has brought thousands of jobs to this area. And this is an issue that really hits home here. I want you to listen to how that part of the debate played with voters I spoke to. Take a listen. I am a big supporter of, of drilling, uh, of, for drilling for natural gas here. I was really disappointed with Kamala Harris saying that she supported fracking after I have seen that she said that she would get, she would ban it, and so has Joe Biden. He's going to be pushed hard from the far left on his side to end fracking. So, Craig, the Biden campaign has some work to do if they want to convince voters in this area that a Biden presidency would not negatively impact jobs here. Craig? Well, um, a Biden presidency would impact jobs negatively everywhere. Everywhere. And and I like how she says he has some work to do. No, no, he just has to lie because you know what he's going to do. There's no work. It's just he has to lie better. He's not lying good enough yet. That people don't buy it because, you know, I don't know, it's, it's tumbled out of his mouth 272 times. I don't know. Well, there's some question on how much of this, the, I mean, isn't that what we talk about here as we get close to the election? We see the polls. You guys think they're all, all the polls are nonsense. I'm all a little more concerned, nonsense. but isn't that really what this all comes down to? 
how much of this nonsense do the, do the voting public actually believe? Well, they believe way too much of it because this would be literally, it would be 90 to 10. Or, that's all there is to it. I mean, or the, the polls are just skewed in a way to get the numbers that they want. You can't tell me that, that you know, they reach out to all these, uh, these uh, you know, Republicans, quote unquote, um, and they're voting Biden. No, I, I, I don't see it. it the, the evidence, I'm seeing evidence in front of my face. I'm not going to listen to what people are saying. I'm going to go with what I'm seeing. Seeing is believing. There are polls that have Biden up nationally 14. The CNN one, I think, has him up 16. Now, 16 points wow. would be a landslide if you do the math. I mean, is there anybody who thinks, I mean, even for me, 16 or 14 or even 12, is there anybody that thinks he's going to beat the president by that much of a landslide? No, the the only the only national poll that he's winning by sixteen, that poll's being conducted in China. That that's that's where that poll is. It's not here. The American people are being lied to. We've seen it before. They do it all the time. The mainstream media is now ratcheted up so much because they know. They know they're losing and they're going to lose big. And um I have to say, speaking of how it'll affect jobs, if you watched last night and you guys can weigh in here. I didn't hear a lot of talk today about the fact of how abysmally unprepared she was and is to talk about foreign policy. Her answers on foreign policy last night were abysmal. That's the part where she started to get into like, oh, Joe told me it's really not that much of a deal. It's like just getting along with your friends. Relationships. Yeah. Relationships. Relationships. Yeah. Yeah, go cuddle with G. Right. Her, uh, her foreign policy substance was abysmally bad. And I've heard not a lot of people talking about that today. Well, because everybody's talking about how she won, I guess. Right. And she won by so much that Telemundo had to take down their poll that said she lost 74 to 26. They just take it down because, again, it doesn't fit the narrative. She got slaughtered. Is there anybody who, um, who believes, by the way, listening to her last night, that they have a better plan for coronavirus? Do you have, a, do you have any <laughs> idea what they would have done differently on coronavirus? No. Do you have any idea what they would do tomorrow on coronavirus? Nope. Yeah, well, they'd let the red states <laughs> die. They'd <laughs> unleash it there. I mean, I don't have, I can't think of one point she made that's even memorable. Other than the faces and the let me talks and the, those things. Is there one point she even made that's, that you can, is even memorable? Hmm. So again, Pennsylvania voters, how, um, voters across the country, I mean, are you paying attention that this woman is basically going to be a step away. I mean, do you think she, do you see her, do you see a president in her after last night? I'm going to go on a limb here and say no, but that's just me. Well, I mean, I hope it's not, I hope it's more than I can't just you. honestly even picture her being, you know, in any form of public office. She was, she, she was unhinged. 
Unhinged is a good word. Like, what has she done in in, a, in the private sector? I, don't, I mean, she's been paid for think, place since day one. I don't think she's ever been in the private That's sector. That's what I'm saying. And look at the money she got, all the donations she got, the story about what she did in the archdiocese in San Francisco and the cover-up she was part of, and how much money she got, and there's evidence everywhere of how on the take she was for that. I can't believe they didn't get to bring up any of that either or even ask about it. Well, I mean, if you're, if you, if <laughs> the, you, the moderator is basically a, um, a member of the Democratic Party. <laughs> Antifa. Yeah. You think she's going to bring that up? She wouldn't even broach the subject. Pat Franklin says, I wouldn't even let her babysit my kids. Well, I mean, that's, that's a pretty, I mean, that's, it's hard to argue with anything that someone would say. She's so unqualified. She's so, I mean, she had no substance at all on any of these topics. And they're softballs from the moderator. I mean, they're right off Democratic talking point pages. I mean, it, that, could, that could have been in any interview on CNN for Kamala Harris to go on. She'd be asked those same questions. I mean, to think that the vice president gave a much more um, substantive answer on even climate change. Now, you could disagree with what he said, but he gave at least a, a substantive answer. She, what did she say? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what she said. I think, I think she blamed it on Lincoln. <laughs> Let's hope Trump learned something from Uncle Pensy. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll talk about that next. He may not have the chance to show if he did or not. All right, live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. Sports coming up. You've seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast. Chicago, real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night, 13 to the hour. Glad you're in. Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Comcast 113 in Chicago. If you missed my Crazy Town um, VP Debate Edition, we'll rerun that in hour two. Guys, give D some love on that. Did you guys love it? Let's see the uh, let's see the thumbs up, the likes, the laughs, because that thing was great in my opinion. Before we get to sports, G, this is a good one. Let's <laughs> let's do Crazy Town 131 here because Joe Biden was uh, giving a speech today, and um, here's how it ended. Roll it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Good. Turns around and whoa! Look at this. He's lost. lost inside. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> what? 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 What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what did I? We got thrown under the bus. What he did was, I just see? He was talking in front. He gave a, an hour speech in front of the bus that he didn't know was there, and he <laughs> said goodbye. And he turned around and he said, "Oh, the bus is here. <laughs> they parked the bus inside." He said. 
Oh. The bus had been there the whole time. <laughs> play that again. You gotta play oh. that again. <laughs> One more time. One more Watch time. G, play that. One more time. <laughs> Thank you. Files looks looking for a hug. Look. Oh. Park the bus inside. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's like a two-year-old really proud of the turd they just left in the toilet. Look, Mommy. (laughs) Look. All right, it's time for sports. And here with that's Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, big D. All right, so we're going to go to Chicago, Soldier Field, Thursday night football, a pair of three and one teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Chicago Bears are battling out. Three nothing on Orion, took up 39 yard field goal. Tom Brady's in town looking to go four and one and take a commanding lead of the NFC South. We'll keep an eye on that, that game. But like I said, three nothing at the middle, midway through the third, first quarter. Uh, Sports Media Watch reports Thursday Night Football hits primetime low for second straight week. Um, Last week's edition of Thursday Night Football, Broncos and Jets, averaged a 3.2 rating and a 5.4 million, uh, 5.41 million voters, viewers on uh, NFL Network, marking marking the least watched primetime NFL game in four years since the Saturday Jets-Dolphins game. So, the ratings continue to plummet for the NFL. Um, Thursday Night Football aired opposite a Major League Baseball game, Cardinals-Padres, which is not a huge draw. Uh, that was game two of their playoffs. Um, more of a kind of, kind of a mid to you know, mm. west type wow. of game. Um, but um, definitely, definitely falling. Ratings and viewership fell 70% from last year's Week 4 Thursday Night game, which aired both on NFL Network and Fox. Um, let's go to uh, CBS PGA leaderboard. The Shriners Hospital Children's Open Tournament it kicked off today. TPC, Summerlin, Las Vegas, Nevada. Bryson DeChambeau once again took the lead. He shot a nine under 62 to take the lead. Austin Cook and uh, Harold Varner are both tied for second. They shot an eight under 63. Uh, Major League Baseball, the New York Yankees right now. Bottom of the fourth inning, lead the Tampa Rays 2-1. to one. Yankees are trying to stave off elimination and even that series to force a game five. Earlier, earlier this afternoon, the Astros knocked off the Athletics 11-6 to to take that series 3-1 to one and move on to the ALDS series. And the Braves swept the Marlins with a 7-0 shutout today. And they, too, are moving on to the NLDS. Both await the winner of the, uh, the Dodgers and Padres. And in the ALDS, they're waiting the Yankees and Rays winner. So baseball's, you know, getting down to the wire. And last but not least, tomorrow night is game uh, five of the NBA Finals. The Lakers are up three games to one. They'll be out in their um, Black Mamba jerseys to honor Kobe Bryant. Uh, they're undefeated, 4-0 in the playoffs with those jerseys. And they're looking to tie the Boston Celtics for the NBA record 17 world championships in their history. So uh, that's a wrap for sports in the first segment, Big D. I'll keep an eye on the uh, scores and report a little bit later with the Yankees and also the uh, Thursday Night Football. Okay, very good. Thanks, Rick. Um, so last night, as you can imagine, all of the left-wing um, whack jobs were out. But this may be uh, the most appalling take, 42G, the, the most appalling take uh, on the night. And this is uh, straight from the Lincoln Project, Steve Schmidt. You wonder why John McCain lost. He let this guy run his campaign. It's, it's a, that was number one problem. Uh, here's Steve Schmidt on Vice President Pence from last night. Roll it. 
he broke the rules. He was blustering through the finish time on all of this stuff. And so if this was a normal debate, his behavior would have been scored very, very poorly, it would have been on the higher end of weird behavior and, and not for nothing. I mean, I don't think it's ever a good sign when a fly lands on your head for two okay. minutes. You know, that's a that's a sign all through history of sin and historically, biblically, uh, maybe you wouldn't normally <laughs> say this after uh, you wouldn't. It's only safe to say this, sorry, after midnight. But, you know, the a fly, he who commands the fly has always been seen historically as the mark of the devil. He went there. But, it, but it, I, having the fly now as a journalist. Never now I have to never. ask for the record. Are you joking? Because uh, it, the fly could have landed on anyone. Yes. But it didn't. It landed on Mike Pence, and it and it says something. <laughs> I don't think karmic yeah, about the, the status of the Pence. campaign as it implodes. Look, yep. you have a Fox News poll that has uh, Biden up 10 points. Rasmussen's got Biden up 12. You're looking 12 to 14 points. The numbers are imploding. The campaign is cratering. It's falling apart. And that's the conditions under which Mike Pence had to stand up yeah. there to the country tonight to try to say something, but the American people get what's going on. Yeah, and I'll just say in my role uh, on the fact check, uh, what Steve Schmidt has said about the numbers is true. Uh, what he said about the ultimate moral reckoning of whether the fly connotes um, evil or devil or Nosferatu is above my pay grade, but I can't confirm it. Some people are saying historically about the fly. <laughs> Uh, Chief Schmidt, out of it, always tool. good to have you. The other big topic of the debate is, of wow. course, the. Oof. So um, and that wasn't crazy down either. Steve yeah. Schmidt's a, a repulsive um, ignoramus, ignoramus to, um, first of all, Mike Pence is obviously a very, takes his faith pretty seriously. So for Steve Schmidt to go to, it's the, uh, si first of all, it's a sign of sin. As if we're all sinners, but um, to go there and then to make the equate of the sign of the devil is um, quite appalling and sickening, if you ask me. And this is what passes for an Ari Melber didn't do a great job. I understand he, the position he's in because people say things on your show, and you you've got to decide how to get around it or at least make mention of it so it doesn't come back to you. And I guess he tried to do that. Not very effectively, I'll say. Um, but Steve Smith's just an a-hole. Let's just call it what it is. His whole Lincoln project is a bunch of grifters, all of them. Um, and they just can't, you know, they can't keep it on the up and up and debate the issues and tell us why. He's got to go there. And that's what passes for... Uh, <laughs> mainstream news that's what passes for guest spots on msnbc and he's a, he's a regular he's on there all the time is he oh my goodness wow Yeesh. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and they bill him as of course republican strategist what <laughs> yes <laughs> he's a strategist on how to not be a republican follow his lead that's uh, he's a nut i never even i never even heard of that guy before me neither fly by night oh Wow. All right, live from Studio 6B, Hour 2 coming up, Crazy Town. We'll talk about the 25th Amendment. That's going to be the new uh, Steve Schmidt argument for the next couple nights and everybody else's. I'll tell you about that.
Glad you're in here on a Thursday. Live from Studio 6B on a Thursday night. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Paul's going to have some more news. Rick Amorati's got sports. Rick Delgado's here. Spent a lot of the first hour talking about the debate last night. We'll do some more on the debate. I've got my Crazy Town debate special. We'll run that one more time. And we'll talk about what's going to be the new uh, the new fake story, shiny object story for the media to run with. Is it something the media's got? No, it's something the uh, Speaker of the House is going to give them. And um, she is just a, um, she's a crackpot, to be quite honest. <laughs> That's what she is. And, we, and she's really the one. So she's the 20, she says today, well, let's just, here she is today, uh, 43, G. Here's the Speaker of the House um, today. Roll that. When we hear people saying I'm, I'm young and I'm a perfect, perfect specimen instead of addressing the fact that what 50,000 people were uh, infected, reported to be infected yesterday, Spit nearly 1,000 people died. What are we in. talking about here? Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, come here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment, no. but not to take attention away from the subject we have oh, now. Oh, good. Good to know. Yes. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment, don't you know? If you didn't tell me that was Pelosi, I thought it was the Great Pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment. She does, she, I bet you she couldn't even tell you what <laughs> the 25th Amendment even says, but she knows it has something to do with the removal, and that's all she cares about. And this is a... This is a, this is her creating news for the mainstream media to run with as she blabbers on about the 25th Amendment. Meanwhile, the 25th Amendment would apply way more to her in her condition than it does to the president. Her medical condition, I think, is seriously up for debate. Her condition. What kind of, what kind of, where are her medical records? I think we, she's second in line, by the way, to the presidency. After the vice president, it's her. So how the hell do we not know what her medical condition is? As she stammers up to the microphone every day with the Botox flowing through her veins. <laughs> What's her medical condition right now? Because every what? Jack Gassitis. Well, every time she talks, to me, she's she's like the she seems like the one who needs to check up from the neck up, not Trump. If you want to know what I think. She just looks so desperate to me, like her whole scam is either going to flourish or fall on its face. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. She just looks desperate, and she keeps doing that. Tomorrow we'll talk about the 25th Amendment. It's another example of send it into the news cycle. They report on it, validates her BS. Everyone chirps and chimes on it. It's just the same old nonsense. It just well, that, doesn't that's stop. what tomorrow will be. That's they the, will that, all. That's the wrap-up smear. We talked about the wrap-up smear. 
They will all show up there with their mouth watering tomorrow, slobbering all over, clapping like a bunch of drunken seals sitting there as she talks about the 25th Amendment. So let's talk about it before she talks about it, because it's section four of the 25th Amendment that she's referring to. And it says the following, whenever the vice president and a majority of either the principal officers of the executive departments or of such other body as Congress may by law provide, transmit to the president pro temp of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives their written declaration that the president is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, the vice president shall immediately assume the powers and duties of the office as acting president. So of uh, the, the principal officers of the executive departments, which is, uh, she needs two thirds of the house and the Senate majority of the cabinet. She would basically need all of a sudden to flip and say, you know, this Trump guy is, He's uh, incapacitated mentally or somehow to discharge the duties of his office. So she needs two-thirds vote in the House and the Senate for this to even think about going somewhere. And so the chances of that are what? Zero. That's what they are. They are zero, if not less than zero. So why is she doing this? Why do we all have to come there and listen to her discussion on the 25th Amendment tomorrow? To me, it brings more into question of her mental stability right now, if this is what she thinks she wants to do. Well, it, it could also be a distraction. Look what happened last night. Their, their favorite girl got clobbered, exposed. A lot of the talking points. Oh, he didn't say that, and I didn't say that. Yes, you did, and they have it on tape. So we know what your, your positions are on fracking, on taxes, and all that stuff. It was exposed. You got clobbered. Uh, also, oh, yeah, we're up by 87,000 points. Really? Then why do you want to take out your competition? Why don't you want him to run? They've already, they've already asked him, well, he should step down. I remember that from August. Now they're saying, well, you know, 25th Amendment, we'll just remove him 25 days before the election. Why? Because they know they're not going to win. They know they're losing. The polls are lying to you. You have to start to look at all that stuff. And again, you know, kind of block out all the, all, the, all the nonsense and look with your own eyes and go, hmm, what is going on here? Why would they do this? Why would she say that? If your opponent in a game is hampered, their best player is out, don't you really want to play them and finish them off? Yes. Yep. Every so time. the New York Post has an article out. The editorial board says Nancy Pelosi's uh, Nancy Pelosi's latest cuckoo nonsense, and it's coup spelled C-O-U-P, like a coup. Um, and it says the following, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says her team is going to be talking about the 25th Amendment tomorrow. The latest in a long line of nutty Democratic fantasies of getting rid of President Trump. Pelosi, who hasn't actually talked to the president in months, claims to think he's mentally off thanks to his COVID-19 treatments or something. Yet she's only exposing, again, Democrats' own Trump derangement syndrome because this potential coup is an obvious non-starter. Trump's disassociation from reality would be funny if it weren't so deadly, she claimed, just because he's made uh, his usual fast-charging threats and offers over the relief bill that Democrats have stalled in Congress. 
The 25th Amendment allows for the temporary ouster of a disabled president, but it requires the active participation of a majority of his cabinet or the Republican Senate's uh, assent to setting up some other body, which is what she's going to try to do, to rule on his fitness. The president just gave an hour-long interview to Maria Bartiromo, pretty compelling proof that he's clicking on all cylinders. And there's no provision for removing a president just because Pelosi is offended by his existence. <laughs> Pelosi's noise follows a host of Democratic get Trump plans, which hit their apex with the ramshackle impeachment show earlier this year, even as the coronavirus was quietly hitting those shores, our shores. The kooky conspiracies go all the way back to late 2016 when the Dems tried to organize enough uh, faithless electors to give Hillary Clinton an electoral college majority. More direly, Various Obamaites at the same time concocted the Russia collusion fantasy, ginning up an utterly phony Trump-Putin plot to steal the 2016 election. Of course, that's all starting to unravel now. That one one burned up endless White House time and uh, fed vast left-wing paranoia for three and a half years. The flip side of this madness is liberals' endless whining about their supposed fears for an orderly transition If Trump loses in November, even as Hillary Clinton publicly advises Joe Biden to never concede defeat, uh, the national version of 2018 losing Georgia candidate Stacey Abrams years long insistence that she actually won. Sorry, Nan, it's Democrats delusions that would be funny if they weren't so deadly. And that's right on the money. So this is just more nonsense coming from the speaker who, uh, again, if there's anybody in here that needs to be questioned her mental their mental stability, it is her, not him. So, all right, let's do some news here uh, with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, Trump says he won't take part in a virtual debate. Uh, the Commission on the Presidential Debates announced on October 8th that the second debate between Biden and Trump uh, will be held virtually with the president saying he would not partake in a virtual debate. The commissioner, I mean, the commission said the debate would be scheduled for October 15th, would take a town form, uh, town hall meeting uh, for the candidates, which would be part remote from separate locations to protect the health and safety of all involved. The debate moderator, Steve Scully of C-SPAN networks, as well as uh, well-known uh, meeting participants will be on location from uh, uh, Miami, Florida. So, um, you know, he's not doing it, and uh, it's just to me, it's just more grandstanding. But I, I, I just, it's more BS. I, I'm sorry. That's it. Sorry, it's short. Um. So the thing about the debate, the commission on debates, is that they just unilaterally made this decision this morning. This is crazy. It makes me <laughs> sick. This is. I'm. I'm sorry. It's like I. They just keep changing all the rules on the fly, and it's just we're watching another coup. It's so hard to yeah. to report on this BS. Well, I hear you, but we got to do it. So, um, so, so they, they just make the decision. Trump goes on Maria Bartiromo this morning. She says, well, when did you, well, he says, I just found out now. They basically called and then they announced it. There was no discussion. There was no ability for the campaigns to talk to each other. And now it's all day in the news. They've gone, well, well they'll, maybe they'll push it up a week and go the 22nd and 29th. First day you hear Biden accepted it. Now Biden says, no, you don't accept it. So here's Biden, uh, 45G. Here's Biden today getting off the plane or getting on the plane in Delaware. Here he was asked about it. Roll it. 
I uh, thought Kamala did a great job last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was really presidential. She kept well, it on focus. Sure. I was really proud of her. I'm looking forward to seeing her. I don't, we don't know what the president's going to do. Change his mind every second. So for me to comment on that now would be irresponsible. I think that if I'm going to follow the commission recommendation, if he goes off and he's going to have a rally, I'll, 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 I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly is right. It depends on what, the, what, we don't know enough to know right now. My inclination. I'll talk to you later about it. I don't know. I'm just hearing the same thing you're hearing as we're going. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Who knows? Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So that's Joe, of course, sounding totally lost. Yeah. Has no, can't even get his thoughts together before he talks. And then says if he has a rally, well, I don't know. I guess I'll Netflix and chill. I mean, what? I don't know. What, what <laughs> is he about, saying? How about you saying that he always changes his mind? You look back to the uh, interviews of Trump back in his 30s and 40s. He's saying the same thing then as he did now. Yeah. Changing his mind. He's had the same exact platform since day one. Well, what he's saying is he's changing his mind throughout the day on whether he'll do the debate, not do the debate. He keeps changing his mind throughout the day is what he's saying. So, well, he said he's, he's not going to do the Trump debate in general. And he can, he's, he's basically the draw. What are they going to do? Have a debate with Joe Biden? He's well, going to do a, a, a town hall with who? Nobody's well, he's gonna, doing it with nobody's George. Nobody's going to watch. He's That's doing it with thing. George Stephanopoulos is what he's doing. It's network driven. They, they need the numbers. Nobody's going to watch that. Okay, but uh, some they may not watch it, but that's what he's doing, right? But but I'm saying that's that's the the power. I think he he doesn't realize how much leverage he has to control this stuff. Well, the problem now is Trump all along has said. This guy's not going to make the debates. He doesn't want to debate. And now it looks like Trump's the one backing out. So. All right, 13 past the hour. Social media break coming up. seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B, 17 past the hour. We'll do some more news with Paul Nolan. Rick Amorati's here. We're coming up with some more sports. Rick Delgado's here. What else is... Um, well, we were just discussing in the break about the, of course, the debate commission, which is a bunch of Democrat hacks. We all know that. Something has to change. Uh, even going back to Chris Wallace and, and you look at these moderators, and we said before the presidential debate, the first one, you know, the RNC has to take some blame here like what, what are they doing how do you agree to all, i mean how do you agree to this how do you agree to these basic democratic operatives basically being these moderators but so anyways past to that so we were talking in the break now trump comes out and says to maria bartiromo i'm not wasting my time with a virtual debate okay some people think that's a mistake because now you look like the one you're backing out 
because um, of course Joe's willing to do it because he'll have nine teleprompters, 50 people holding flashcards <laughs> and everything else. So um, as of right now, I said to Rick Owen in the break, what does the president want? And I said, from what I heard him say, he doesn't want a situation where it's virtual because then they can turn his mic off, they can control it, and then he's not, he's not going to deal with that. And he's got a great point. That's not a debate. That, that, is, that is basically what you get in the CCP. You get controlled media controlling you, controlling what you can say, when you can say it, and that, that ain't going to fly. Yeah, man. I mean, this is just a joke. I mean, it's just so hard. To, it's just one thing after another. It's just, it's stunning what they keep, they can just, you know, when they can spin everything their way, it's just, there's no winning. Okay, let me read you this, all of you, and you can tell me what you think. I won't tell you who wrote this till I'm done. Real Donald Trump should do a virtual debate, but only under this condition. No moderator. The only rule, Trump's camera will be on for two minutes, then Biden's camera will be on for two minutes. Back and forth, 90 minutes, no moderator. That might prove one of the fairer and more illuminating debates in the history of the silly CPD, the Committee on Debates. No moderator cutting people off or leading with loaded questions. No interruptions. And the format is one that works perfectly in a virtual setting. If the committee is going to throw out the rules... At this late stage, let's throw out the moderated format as well. Let the American people hear both candidates speak to them and to each other for 90 minutes. Equal time, equal footing. Paul Nolan, your, your thoughts? I would be happy with that. You would what? I would, I would fine. You would be? Yeah, I'd be okay. happy with that. Uh, Rick? Mm, no, too many, uh, too many uh, factors that could play in. Oh, the, the feed went down. Sorry, Mr. President. Now. Do it in person. They can be 20 feet apart. I don't care. Um, and if you really want to get rid of, like, the quote-unquote moderators, bring in somebody like a Rachel Maddow who will ask President Trump questions, and you bring in, like, somebody like a Sean Hannity who's going to ask uh, Joe Biden questions. There you go. Even Steven. You got one of your guys. I got one of my guys. Let's play. I like that. That's not a bad idea, too. Because, I mean, we're all complaining about, well, it's so skewed, it's so skewed. So let the American people see it. Let's see the skewed questions from one side, skewed questions from the other side, and see how these guys can handle it. I, I seriously doubt Joe Biden's going to come out of there thinking, oh, that went great. That's a good idea. I actually like that. I think I might. This is from Kimberly Strassel at The Wall Street Journal, who I love. But I think I might like that better. Levin asks Biden. And Maddow can talk to uh, Trump yeah. or whoever they want to yeah. pick. I like that. Boy, I tell you, I, I like that upon just hearing it for the first time. And, and again, they can be in the same place. They don't even have to be in the same place. You put, you know, Joe's going to be a block away. Trump's going to be over here. You still have that dynamic where they're talking in, in you know, real time. I don't know. It, it just... Okay. I just don't think the, the talking into a computer is going to work for people. I don't think they're going to connect with it. I think they, you lose something. If you're trying to connect with a voter, you need that kind of, you know, that, that interaction. Look at sports. Nobody's watching sports because it's like watching videos. It's like, eh, I can turn it off at any time. Who cares? All right, so if you could pick the person to ask Biden the questions, I pick Levin. Who do you pick? Mm. <laughs> That's a tough one to beat. I'll go with uh, me. Okay, uh, Rick Delgado. Who do you who do you pick? You know what? I would actually pick uh, Dan Bongino. 
Okay. And here's, and here's why, because he is so steeped in the Russiagate stuff that he could really put it to, put it to Joe Biden and say, okay, you know, I, I know what the answers are. Do you? Okay, Bongino would be good. Rick Amorati, do you have a pick? Big D, I agree with you. I'll go with Levin because just like you, he's a great interviewer. He asks the question and he gets the hell out of the way. But my biggest hang-up is why such time constraints on this? This is the most important thing in the world. You know, a hockey game can go into triple overtime and the network will play <laughs> it till 2 o'clock in the morning, but they're cutting these guys off with 19 seconds. That drives me nuts. Absolutely nuts. Let these people finish their, their thoughts. This is very important to the country. You're I know right. politicians can ram on, ramble on, granted, but we're not talking about a local county legislator running for an office in a district with 8,000 people. We're talking about the United States. This is the world leader. Let them finish their conversation. Let them finish their thought. That's my biggest hang-up watching these. I hate when they get cut off. It really Agreed. aggravates me. Why yeah. can't go two, two hours, 15? Just let it go. Let it go. Well, I'm you know, you. the Lincoln-Douglas debates, if I remember correctly, and I'm not a historian by any means, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast. Did they go like 12, 15 hours? I think each candidate spoke for an hour. He, You spoke for an hour? Then I spoke for an hour, and then we spoke back. There was a, there was a back and forth. Now think about that. Nice. No moderator. You speak for an hour. Now just think. We know Trump can speak for an hour. Oh. I mean, not that this is a plausible thing, but I'm just saying. Right. Uh, we know Trump could. What What do you think you'd? What do you think the country would think of uh, Joe Biden <laughs> trying to watch him talk for an hour? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that would be a tough watch. Yep. That, so that's just, when you go get the popcorn. Like, so just oh, sitting here, awesome. we've come up with three better ideas than what we currently have to endure with this Commission on Presidential Debates, which has just got to be changed. It's got to be changed. We, we cannot keep having Democratic operatives as quote-unquote moderators. And the problem is you can't go anywhere that some... That some Talk show host on TV these days is not tied somehow to some. There've been some intern. They were an intern for Chuck Schumer. They were an intern for this person, and they are. Yep. They're all tied to him somewhere. Yeah. Every one of them. And if you want to do real, like American questions, like people that you didn't even realize you were going to get asked the question, that's how you do it. You just have have vans all over the country that just drive up. They find someone and go quick. Question for the president. Go. That's it. There's no, I know who this person is. You see pictures of them with, with the candidate on their Twitter feed saying, oh, great to see you again, Joe. Or like you said, you know, they've been, they've been an intern. They worked for them. What have you? Nothing, none of that. I'm just looking down here. Um, somebody picked Raheem Kassam to ask questions. Oh, he's got that accent. Bongino's a good one. Levin would be you know, my would pick. would be good, honestly? Bannon. And the reason being is he's so steeped in all of it, including China. So, I mean, he'd be a good guy to do it. Um, he's, been, uh, he's been in it for so long. Ben Shapiro would be good. Mm. What do you mean? Mm. Mm. Okay. Two pro- how, about, how about Diamond and Silk? <laughs> hey, get on, Joe. <laughs> hey, dude, you said something before. Gorgeous. These guys who will like work for one group. Then I don't. The guy who wrote the original idea for Hillary Clinton to start this RussiaGate thing is now Biden's campaign manager. Is that what I understand? Yeah. Say that again. The person who who, who start, I forgot his name. Um, oh, Sullivan. Also, Mike Sullivan, Jack Sullivan, Mike Sullivan was the guy who was the wrote the ideas out for Clinton to start the RussiaGate investigation. Is now Biden's chief campaign advisor. It's crazy, like the connections, how nepotistic it all is. That's all. Yeah. 
Yeah. You'd mention yep. some. All right, we'll do some news when we get back. But, Paul, keep giving us your um, your debate moderator. I Oh, Glenn Beck. That's a good one. Kim Jong-il. <laughs> Harry Oates. <laughs> Didn't he call him fat boy? We're back right after this. seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Uh, live from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour. Uh, glad you're in. Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240. So Rick Delgado came up with a good idea for the debate since we're all over the map on these debates, and it's got to be changed because this Commission on Presidential Debates is just a joke at this point. It's like, it's like an arm of the Democratic Party, and the operatives they put in there as moderators, it's just, just a disaster. So Rick said that we should, some person should be picked to ask the questions to Biden. So like a, a conservative voice, media voice, and then they can have a uh, liberal, Rachel Maddow or whoever. Keith Olbermann. Keith Olbermann asked the questions of, um, of uh, the president. But you know who it would end up being? It would, it would end up being, uh, it would end up being, what's his name? Um, yeah, on, that guy's uh, awesome. Whitehead jackass on uh, Anderson Cooper. No, it would. I think they'd probably go with Mana. She gets the best. She's the biggest draw. She's she's, the best ratings. Biggest name. Yeah, by far. Oh, really? She gets big ratings. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought she was falling apart for a while. No, no, no. She's right up there in top five. And her voice can cut through any interruptions. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. true. Um, Uh, Jim D says James Woods. Bill O'Reilly. I see someone saying so. We we keep them coming here. We've got we've got good. uh, We should tally these up. And see who wins. Uh, we should announce that tomorrow. So maybe we'll do that. And you know what, Damon? I think I want to. I, I want to get on board with uh, Rick Amarati's um, idea of just go until it's over, like like hockey. You just keep going. Until, well, what qualifies over? Joe passes out. Whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah. There. Yeah. I, I proved I, I I can do it all. Or well, even if it starts with ten questions, but whatever long those ten questions take. Yeah. You know because. The cutting off, the cutting off, and then when a subject is brought up by somebody, that is now a subject that's on the table. Right. And it all should be yeah. it should be teams of fact checkers on both sides. Right. Because because there is with limited time and, and you know, Damon, you brought this up when the first presidential uh, debate happened, that there was a lot that Trump left on the table. And I think that has to do with time. You're looking at it going, I only have so much time. I got to get this in. I want to get this part in. And you leave stuff out there that would have been an easy get, but you don't have the time to do it. Yep. Well, especially when you're talking, you know, it's talking about China. It's a, China, what, what's the threat of China? So, oh, okay, you got 15 seconds. Yeah. Right. 15 the seconds. The threat to China is, that's enough, sir. Please, we got to move on. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. So, um, well, let's do some news. And then I'm going to get to this uh, Washington Examiner piece 
called Biden has been wrong or worse for his entire career. Sorry, career. By uh, Quinn Hillier. <laughs> I'll get to that. That's a great title. Let's do some news, though, with Mr. Nolan. So California bureaucrats knocked down the giant Trump sign on private property, claimed it was a safety hazard. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the California Department of Transportation knocked down that giant white letter spelling Trump on the hillside of someone's private property on Tuesday, calling it a life and safety issue. Um, it's a life and safety issue uh, because of concerns about people being distracted and driving, you know, so. Yeah, screaming, uh, screaming at the mountain. The exact same letters <laughs> as the Hollywood sign. Yeah, um, that's how it's an issue. You know, so it was uh, first report the sign came on at 7 a.m. from people who apparently concerned it would spark a blaze following multiple destructive uh, brush fires the past few years. <laughs> it would spark a blaze, but it would be in the car where the place is. Uh, all, the le- all the liberals driving by would. Oh. By 9 a.m. that same morning, uh, their heads are on. They laid fire. it down yeah. so it wasn't a visual distraction. The yeah. sign was not fully moved, but it's uh, still some of the part of the erect is, is on the uh, roadside. So kind of funny in one of the bluest places on the planet. Yeah. Trump signs are emerging. <laughs> but no, no, Joe's ahead. Don't worry about it. He's got a huge lead. Okay. Right. Well, speaking to that hey g put up that picture i gave you you have that picture um so here's here's this is interesting americans views on whether they're better or worse off than four years ago would you say you and your family are better off now than you were four years ago or are you worse off now but percentage of better off so look look at this it goes through the last 84 it was 44 percent um for the for whoever was up for re-election 92 obviously uh 30, what was that? What did I say? 38%. 2004, so that was Clinton, then Bush, 47. Obama, 46. Look at Trump. 55%. Between, 56. Is that what it says? 56, so I'm yep. blind. Um, September 14th through the 28th, 56%. Now, to think, to think that 56% of the people, you know, in, in a normal time, no coronavirus, it's obviously about the pocketbook. 56% say you're better off now. He'd win 50, 48 states. 48 states, especially against this candidate who can barely finish a sentence. But yet we're told he's down 16. Man, this is, we're just, we're watching it. We're watching it. Yeah. We're living it. You know, it's like the frog in the boiling pot. You know, they just slowly keep raising the temperature, and they doesn't know he's burning to death. Well, this this is what happened. This is what this is how Putin gets ninety percent of the vote, or ninety eight percent of the vote, or or or, uh, the dude in uh, North Korea gets ninety eight percent of the vote because the media keeps telling you that's what's happening. Yep, that's what's happening. No, it's not. We're watching it. Look in California. The, The Amish did a parade for Trump. The Amish. Yeah, did a parade. True. I saw the video. So Manhattan, the bluest place on the planet, had 10,000 people on Madison Avenue. At Staten Island, the same day, 15,000 people. Long Island had 10,000. It's everywhere. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I find that chart to really be one to pay. That, I don't know. It really caught my attention. 54, 56% of people asked say they're better off now than they were four years ago. I think that's a staggering number staggering. Yeah. to then think that he's down 14. I mean, that just shows you how much of a personal character assassination that they've made this about him. 
Yeah, he's so 11 who, points higher than Obama. No, whose poll was that? Gallup, I believe it was. was. Gallup? Is that Gallup, G? Can you put that back up? I think it was Gallup at the bottom. Based on registered yep. voters. How about question, the- question wording was, I'd like you to compare your situation today with what it was four years ago. Are you better off than you were four years ago or not? Gallup. 56% say they're better off. That is a staggering chart for someone who we're told is down 14. How about I the poll that you had- recognize me? It's your favorite president. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just play the beginning of that? I find that to be hilarious. Hold on. What were you saying, Paul? Just like there was that other poll. Who do you think your neighbor is, be- is going to vote for? Yeah. And the overwhelming number there was Trump. It was a huge number, 49, 47, 49%. Yeah. It was a 10% lead there. All right, G, let's, I forgot to lead into the show today. I was supposed to do this, but let's see that one more time. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. <laughs> perhaps you recognize me. That's just comedic gold right there. So. He's a rip. Oh, man. All right, so let's. Well, uh, do you have any other news? I had another quick hitter if you want. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Just, you know, more of the same. You know, U.S. Postal Service employee from Hudson County, New Jersey, has been arrested and charged with throwing away mail with included election ballots. The carrier allegedly disposed of 99 general election ballots and then discarded the cachet of mail. Um, U.S. Attorney uh, Carpentino announced the delay of the mail and obstruction of mail uh, on Wednesday. The 26-year-old... Uh, Carrie, I'm not going to say his name, is accused of committing the crime, and he could face up to five years in prison or $250,000, but they were uh, Republican ballots thrown out, so they're going to give him a $50 reward. (laughs) (laughs) And send him home. Uh, Well, you know, the vice president brought that up last night, that they're in court every day. And so far, I have to say, a lot of the rulings have been have been in their favor. Yeah. Well, that's why I keep supporting Judicial Watch and what he's doing for the voter rolls. Tom Fitton, Ju- Judicial Watch, guys, if you can donate five bucks to him, that guy's fighting the fight. Paul doesn't get any kind of a uh, percentage for as many times as he tells you that. People are going to think you're on the, uh, you're on on the, the take. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. we got to put our money. I mean, you seem very depressed tonight, Paul. I mean, I know it's tough times here, but you you seem like this I is honestly, really getting I just, to you. Yeah, well, because honestly, I just think would be – I think we're watching a coup. And, uh, you know, it's just a heartbreak to me because there's just no way, there's just no way this deep state is going to let itself lose. The central bankers, the deep state, the mainstream media. I mean, they're all in cahoots. And I just, they have so many billions and even trillions of dollars at stake and endless amounts of control. And they're so powerful, and they've been entrenched for so long. I just don't, I'm just starting to feel. But they had that at stake in 2016 too, and the American people. Now. Well, they're better at it now. They have the entire. They have mastered the artificial intelligence and the and the, and the way the social media is brainwashing people who are just weak and they can't see through. The Trump derangement syndrome is an orchestrated event. You know, with digital capital to these, uh, you know, technocrats. And I just, I'm just getting to that point where I'm just disgusted that, you know, they're getting away with it. Yeah. They're just getting away with it. And again, I, I'll point you to the uh, Transition Integrity Project, which is put together by a bunch of Democrats who, who ran some, uh, I guess you would call them war games on, on how to, you know, basically pull off the coup. Uh, of not a peaceful transition Uh, of, you know, the the whole Hillary thing of saying, no matter what, Joe, do not concede. 
You know, this it, is- it starts there. And if you look through this stuff, it's real. You just just put it into Google. It comes up, and like you'll be you'll be looking at this like, what what am I reading here? These people these people are serious, and it's crazy to think it could happen in this country, but it can. You know, we are all an experiment. We are a socially engineered experiment through social media, through mainstream media. We're a Petri dish, a human Petri dish, and we're all being manipulated, you know? I'm constantly wondering, am I crazy? You said it about a month or so. Am I crazy? You're like, am I just brainwashed? You said that, day. You said something to that effect. And I have to constantly challenge everything I believe because I don't want to get trapped. You know, what am I seeing that's so different? And I'm always trying to see the other side's point of view, and I just, the whole thing is um, frightening to me. You know. Hey, gee, do we have that? Um, do I have those needles or that bottle of tequila still here? Because I'm just, I'm just going to kill myself. Right, I think so at this fit, point. Because I mean, I'm just, I'm just out of here. All right, so here's, here's from the uh, tinfoil hat. Check this I mean, out. Just, Implanting just, microchips in people to track them to be used used to be something that would appear in futuristic movies. Unfortunately, the future is now. These are the kind of public the ideas the big government and so-called public-private partnerships, satellite organizations come up with when they think uh, they're scarce on public dollars and they need to coerce each other into paying for more technology for even more dollars. So here it is from a watchdog group called Mint Press News, discovered on DARPA's uh, website, the institu- institutionalized the implantable biochips by 2021. And it says, this is right on DARPA's Website, once firmly implanted inside the body, human cells are at the mercy of any mRNA program delivered via this substrate, unleashing a nightmare of possibilities. It is perhaps the first true step towards full-on transhumanism, a philosophy that um, was in vogue in many powerful and influential people, such as Google's uh, Ray Kurzweil, Eric Schmidt, and uh, proponent of the fusion of technology and biology as an inevitable consequence of human progress. Now, this is all part of that TRACE program, the uh, HR 6666, testing, reaching, and contact tracing everyone. You know, this is from Campaign for Liberty. All right, we're done doing the news for this show. <laughs> going to jump off the roof. <laughs> seen us on Roku, Dish, Pluto TV, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. Join Real America's Voice in these new markets. We're excited to be coming to a city near you. KRID Channel 22, Boise, Idaho. KPVM Channel 25, Las Vegas, Nevada. WBNA Channel 21, Louisville, Kentucky. Channel 113 is coming to Comcast, Chicago. Real news and honest views. Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B at Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. Glad you're in. We're all still here. Paul's <laughs> feeling better now. I just, uh, had, a, I just had a shot of tequila. <laughs> 13th to the hour. Better. Time to do some sports. That'll cheer us up. <laughs> hey. Well. And here with that is Rick Amorati. What's going on, Pat? All right, Big D. Well, shout, shout out to one of our top fans, Patty Calvasa. She said that I could report on a turd championship, and she'd still listen. So at I'm least sorry. I have one fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. You could report on what? A turd championship. Who turd. said this? Patty Calvasa. She's Patty. a top fan. Yeah. We don't need any language like that on this show. What's, what is this? <laughs> All right. New York Yankees looking good. 
New York uh, up four to one at the end of seven. They're trying to hold off the uh, the Rays and continue to push a game five. So. Good luck to the New York Yankees. But, you know, we got a lot of Tampa Ray fans, too. So it's a great series. Probably the two, well, definitely the two top teams in the uh, ALDS. And, Come on, uh, Tampa. You know, four to one. As a flea ridden Met fan, all I want to, I can only live for Yankees to lose. Yes, exactly. I know that. And uh, Thursday night football, just a quick update that Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up 13 to seven over Chicago very late in the first half. I think this is about a minute ago. Thought you and, just told Paul they were running away with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, 13 nothing. I thought it looked good. They were driving and then. They, they, yes, they went tell off the you, 13-7. Um, and Saints have been denied a request to begin allowing fans at home games by the New Orleans mayor. New Orleans mayor Latoya Contrell has reportedly denied the Saints' request to allow 25% capacity at home games, citing the ongoing coronavirus pandemic as the reason for the denial. If allowed, the Saints would have begun allowing up to 18,500 fans at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Instead, the Saints will continue to only have 750 friends and family attend games. Cantrell is reportedly open to fans attending later in the season, but for now, the risk is seen as far too great. And I had some breaking news earlier that the NFL is fully expected to utilize a bubble for the playoffs this year. Okay. Um, hockey I just want to. Uh, I want to just break in here. Okay. Diane Lincoln. Paul says you're too cute to be sad. So that's nice. <laughs> and I agree with that. By the way, so. Exactly. Oh, shucks. All right, go ahead, Rick. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, Hockey Diversity Alliance <laughs> cuts ties with the NHL, blasts the league for not fighting to end systemic racism in hockey. Wait, who uh, did what? The Hockey Diversity Alliance, Paul, you're familiar with them. They blasted the league because they said that they're failing to uh, do something about systemic racing, the NHL. Um, the HDA is grateful for the support from the public we received, the organization told Toronto Sports News. Unfortunately, the support we hoped to get from the NHL was not delivered. And instead, the NHL focused on performative public relations efforts that seemed aimed at quickly removing past important conversations about race needed in the game. We have made it, waited many months for a response to the common sense HDA pledge we propose and it is clear that the NHL is not prepared to make any measurable commitments to end systemic racism in <laughs> hockey. So the HDA, just a little history, a couple of players got together uh, minorities, players and a couple other you know uh, uh, players, uh, American players and they decided to form this HDA this collaborative here to uh, obviously create more diversity within the NHL. You know Quite frankly, the game lends itself to the guys that are the best players. Those are the guys that are on the ice. So if they can get more you know, diversity, and that's great. But you got to make the team, Paul. You know yeah, that. Yeah, it's Come this on. is crazy. Come this on. is just this is mafia tactics. This is emotional emotional mafia. It's a non yeah. it's nonsense. It's, it sounds like they didn't get a check cut to them, so they're gonna you know yeah. kick the door on the way out. Exactly. Meanwhile, hockey players. I mean, they do so much for charity across the board. It, it's really uh, this is shameful. Yeah, and just one last one. Everybody's favorite UFC fighter is back. We thought he was gone for good, but no. Yeah. Conor McGregor accepts Dustin Poirier's rematch, but it must happen in 2020. Yahoo Sports reported earlier today um, that uh, Poirier tweeted at McGregor last night trying to get his attention about the status of their potential rematch. And did he ever get an answer? So Conor McGregor at the Notorious MMA said, Hello, Dustin. I accepted the UFC offer to fight you, but told him it must happen in 2020. I'm ready for November 21st. Given that card's recent injury, given that particular card's recent in- issues, we, uh, as well as any of the December dates, the 12th and the, and the 19th, I'll also still donate $500,000 to the Good Fight Foundation. So McGregor said he's ready to go, and that four-month retirement, which really nobody believed was going to last forever, is now officially over, and they're looking to put that fight together. So we'll see. That fight will end. 
exactly as the first one ended, yeah. which is going to be a first-round knockout by McGregor. Yep. Because yep. Poirier's gotten better, but not – well, that's just yep. my opinion. That if fight I, was if back I was on McGregor, that. I would just take – I would take stiffs for the next seven fights and just keep piling – just keep filling my checkbook. Yep. <laughs> and, and Big D, believe it or not, that fight was six years ago, September 27th, 2014. That's how long ago that was. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, we got another troll. Frank Dicktard uh, says you guys are dummies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's not his real last name, is it? Yeah. Good for him. Good for hey, him. Big D, I'll that's a rap in voice. sports. All right. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Um, so let's get to the Supreme Court here because uh, there's a lot of debate, a lot of questions being asked. To me, this is, this is in any other year, this is, a, this, is a, um, this is an issue, and the way it's being treated by them would be a disqualifying issue as far as I'm concerned. An absolute disqualifying issue. Here's Joe Biden, 46G, asked about the Supreme Court again today. Listen to this answer and tell me how he could be leading. Go ahead. They'll know my opinion of court packing when the election is over. Now look, stop. 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 You will know my answer on court packing once the election is over. Criminal. Is his answer to something this important. To every single voter, you'll know my answer to court packing, the Supreme Court that we've talked about on this show endlessly, where you have fundamental right cases that should be 9 nothing. they're 5-4. Of course, going back to when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was on the court, 5-4. So you get one, one judge that wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and a fundamental right's not a fundamental right, or something that was supposed to be a fundamental mental right or wasn't supposed to be, all of a sudden is. So that's this important, and this is his answer. One more time, G, from the beginning. They'll know my opinion of court packing when the election is over. Now, look, I know it's a great question, y'all, and I don't blame you for asking. But you know, the moment I answer that question, the headline in every one of your papers will be about that. Other than, other than focusing on what's happening now. Let me tell you how idiotic that, that is. Here's how idiotic that is, and maybe someone on his team might want to tell him. There is overwhelming support now for filling the seat. The, the argument of not filling the seat is evaporating so fast on both sides of the aisle and with both sides of the voters of the American public. There was just an article, I believe, in the Wall Street Journal about it today. But it was RBG's dying wish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sure. But um, So I found the answer, by the way. I found the answer since Joe Biden won't tell us. Again, they forget that they have cameras and things get recorded and, and put up. Let's go to um, 44, G. Here's your answer on the Supreme Court. Now, you got to wait for it here, but uh, see what you think of this. Roll it. I don't know that expanding the size of the Supreme Court is the best way to address legitimate concerns we have with its objectivity. I believe that uh, expanding the size of the Supreme Court is the answer. I, I am not. I do not think expanding the Supreme Court makes sense. No. 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 Where does that stop? It's a race to the bottom. I'm not convinced that expanding the size of the Supreme Court is going to fix anything. Roosevelt tried that in the 1930s, didn't work so well. Are you open to expanding the size of the Supreme Court? I am open to that discussion. There you go. There you go. That's your answer. Because she'll be the one making the decisions. That's your answer. There's every other leading Democrat who ran, and every one of them said, no, I don't think so. And actually, Sanders is right. FDR tried it, and he was shut down by his own party. But there she is, last in line. 
I'm open for the discussion. And that's your answer. All right, as always, we salute our our military active and active police, firefighters, first responders. We'll get some help for Paul overnight. Guys, thanks for all the love and support. I'm sorry I was such a miserable... Thanks to everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. (laughs) Thanks, Real America's Voice. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night. Wrap it up on a Friday night. We'll see you then.